0: have your Bibles today, would you turn to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 6. We're going to read from the Sermon on the Mount, the greatest message, greatest sermon that has ever been preached, and we're going to highlight a portion of Scripture today as I do a two-week series starting today, then I'm going to finish it next week, called The Danger of Playing It Safe. The Danger of Playing It Safe. And here's Jesus now, and he's giving his... Doctrine. He's giving his theology, which differs a lot from what the Pharisees were teaching, some of the religious leaders of the day. And right in the middle of his message, he reads, uh, as we read from, from chapter 6, verse 19, he says these words Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust, rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. And then he says these words, watch this, verse 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, where your treasure is. So your heart follows your treasure Your treasure doesn't follow your heart. Your heart actually follows your treasure. And for years, I've read these verses. In fact, when I was a young minister, I would teach on it, and I actually taught on it incorrectly. I used to teach and think that when Jesus said these words in the first part of the verse, he's talking about finances. He's talking about money. But in the second part of the verse, I used to think, and actually I used to teach this, that he's talking about service. He's talking about volunteering. He's talking about giving of your time or your talent or or donating something perhaps that you might have tangible. And and I, I looked at it and I thought, well, that must be what he's talking about. But actually, years later, the Holy Spirit would kind of press upon me and I began to study it out and really look at it. And I began to realize that it's actually the same words that he's talking about in the first part of the verse where he says, laying up for yourselves treasures on earth. That same phrase in the original language, laying up and the same word treasures is the exact same. In fact, the only thing that changes in the verse is the location where we put our treasure. That's it. So in the first part of the verse, he's talking about finances. He says, hey, listen, don't lay up for yourselves treasures on this earth. And in the second part of the verse, guess what? He's still talking about finances. I want to talk to you today about the dangers Of playing it safe. There's a real danger in playing it safe, in thinking to ourselves that somehow, some way, we can hold on to our finances and hold on to a tithe or an offering and still be safe. There's a real danger in thinking that as long as I have enough retirement, As long as I have enough equity, if I get enough stocks, if I can just somehow accumulate enough that no matter what happens, I'll be safe. And Jesus is actually teaching against that thought process when he shares these verses because he says, listen, there's nowhere on earth your money is safe. Isn't that what it says? It says, listen, you try to just accumulate here on earth, and guess what? Thieves break in. There's no place on earth where your money is safe. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't have a savings account. My wife and I, we have a savings account. We have a retirement. We have equity in our home that I'm counting on. Glory to God. I'm excited about it. All right? I like that it's going up. I'm happy when I see it go up. I'm happy when I see the stock market doing well and and retirement accounts doing well. There's nothing wrong with having those. You should have all of that. And let me tell you, I like it when we have it, but it's not my safety net, right? It's not my safety net. My safety net is in the fact that my wife and I made a great decision, in fact, even before we got married, to be a faithful tither and a giver over and above. And no matter what happens in the stock market, no matter what happens in the housing market, no matter what happens with my retirement account or my savings, I know that God is going to take care of me because I have put my treasure in Bank B, which is in heaven. Amen? And so I know that God is going to watch out for me. There's a danger. Listen to me, church. There's a danger in trying to think that we could somehow be safe if we just put it on this earth. If we're never investing in heaven, and I'm talking about finances. If we're never giving to the kingdom of God, let me tell you, there's not enough savings you can accumulate I don't care who you are. You could have millions and millions and millions of dollars. There's not enough that you can collect where it's safe on this earth. But if you're here today and you say, Pastor, we got these principles when it comes to tithing and giving and giving over and above. And listen, if that's where your safety net is, if that's where your treasure is, you are going to be safe. No matter what comes your way, no matter what financial storm comes your way, amen, you're going to be safe. I remember hearing the story of a missionary that came to our church growing up. His name was Wayne Myers. And he was driving through Mexico in the middle of the night with a young disciple in one of the worst regions of Mexico where people were being shot and killed and and there were thieves everywhere. And they're driving through this very dangerous area in the middle of the night. It's pitch black. And he starts talking to this young disciple. And he said, By the way, by the way, do you tithe? Do you tithe? And the man said, I I I can't. I can't afford it. And so Brother Myers stopped the car in the middle of the night and said, Get out! Get out of the car. He said, Brother Myers, where am I going to go? He said, get out of the car. You're putting my life in danger. Get out. And so he kicked him out of the car. And he said, but there's thieves out here. And Brother Myers said, let the thieves beware of you. They only steal from man. You steal from God. Get out. And he got out and he started to drive off. And the the young man said, Brother Myers, I'll start tithing. I'll start tithing. Okay, get in. Now, I don't think he was really, I don't think he was really going to leave him out there in the middle of the night, but maybe he was. You know, my wife and I, we made the decision years ago. If anybody comes knocking on our door, wanting to marry any of our kids, we're going to talk about money to them. Did you hear me? We're going to have a conversation about money. And the first question about money that I am going to ask is this. Do you tithe? Huh? you tithe And then they're going to have to show me on a piece of paper, huh? they're giving record because I'm not giving one of my kids, huh? over to somebody who's put their trust on this earth. I'm only going to give one of my precious angels right now over to somebody who's put their trust in heaven. Hallelujah. And if they don't tithe, oh, buddy, there's the door. Come back and see me in six months. And bring that giving record when you do. <laughs> Hallelujah. Why? Because, listen now, I know that through fear and unbelief, it's easy to go, well, I can't do it. If we do it, there's not going to be enough. Let me tell you, then, then you're trying to play it safe. And really, by playing it safe, you're living very dangerously. But do you know what safety is? Safety is when you say, God, I put my trust in you, not this world's economy. Because listen, I want to break a myth to you today. We're going to talk about something over the next couple of weeks. And next week, we're going a whole different direction. But this week, this is what God gave me, that this is how we create a safety net. And the first way is through radical giving, radical giving. Radical giving creates a safety net in your life financially that no matter what storm comes your way, God is going to watch over you. Amen? And, and there's ways to give, and there's basically two ways to give. And the first way to give is through the tithe. The tithe is the first 10% of our income. And God says you're to remove it from your house and you are to bring it to his house, right? And I want to break a myth to you today because there's this myth that you think, well, God must have instituted tithing to fund the church. And I'm telling you, that is absolutely not true. God does not need your money. He doesn't need your money. There's not one person here that if they started tithing would make or break the church. Not one. God doesn't need your money. He's not trying to get something from you. He's trying to bless you. God put tithing in place. He put that principle in place not to fund the church. God put the principle of tithing in place so that you would recognize him as your source. So that every month, listen, my wife and I, we get paid once a month. And when I write that tithe check that I write once a month to the church, here's what happens. I say, God, I'm reminded that you're my source. You're my source, God. You're my supply. And then the next month, I get paid again. And guess what? Another check comes to the church. Why? Because I'm recognizing, once again, God, you're my source. It's not me. It's not my business. It's not my good looks. Yeah, I knew, I knew somebody was going to amen that one. It's not my talent. It's not my abilities. Huh? Those of you who know me, you know it's not that. Listen, it is God. God is my source. He's my supply. And every time I tithe, I'm reminding myself, God, you're my source. And I don't give in fear. I don't go, oh, I got to give. No, listen, I I enjoy it because I recognize God's my source. I'm not trying to fund the church. huh? The church isn't going to go under if I don't tithe. We're just going to go right on. God could have one person come in this church and fund us with one check. How many of you know there are people out there with lots of money? Lots of money. Somebody going, well, Pastor, where are they? I need to meet one of them. Listen, God has ways of getting money to the church. What he wants is for us as individuals, as families, to rise up and say, God, My trust is in you. My confidence is in you. I'm not trusting in a nest egg. It's there, and I'm glad it's there, and I hope it's still there when I retire. Uh, I'm not trusting in equity. It's there, and I hope it's still there, and I hope it goes up. But my trust is in God and God alone. Amen? He is my source. He's my supply, and that's why God instituted tithing. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse number 8 says this. Actually, I think it's Deuteronomy 28. Here's what it says, 8.18 actually, 8.18 says this, it is God who gives us the ability, the power to get wealth. God says, listen, you obey me in every commandment, including tithing. And that way you will recognize that I'm your source. It is me who's given you the power to get wealth. The power, the ability to get wealth. I want to read this to you in a paraphrase called the Message Bible. Here's what it says in the Message Bible. This is a paraphrase. It says this, if you start thinking to yourselves, I did all this and all by myself, I'm rich. It's all mine. Well, think again. Think again. Remember that God, your God, gave you the strength to produce all this wealth so as to confirm the covenant that he promised to your ancestors as it is today. Huh, listen, God's saying this. Hey, listen, don't think to yourself that you did it. You're not that talented. You're not that, you're not that smart. You're not that good looking either. Come on now. I mean, you're good looking, but you're not that good looking. And let me tell you, The safest thing you could do is to be faithful to God in the area of finances. It's the safest thing that you could do. Because the economy is going to do what the economy is going to do. And no matter how safe you think it is, how many of you know that whole thing could turn around? That whole thing could turn around. But when you put your finances in Bank B, amen, called the kingdom of God, God watches over you. Listen, let me tell you, church, tithing is not an act of generosity. Tithing is an act of obedience. Did you hear me? It's not me being generous. I'm going to be generous this month with God. God, I hope you're proud of me. I'm going to be generous this month. No, it's an act of obedience. It is an act of obedience. Amen? So we have to understand, this is what God's called us to do. So the second form of giving is called offerings. This is the exciting part. This is the part where we say, okay, God, now I get to give over and above my tithe. Oh, this is where it gets fun. Because this is really where the blessings of God just begin to multiply over and over in your life. Okay, I've tithed. I did that. That's the the first part. Now, God's called me to give offerings. And how do I give them? As I purpose in my heart to give them. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 7 says that we give as we purpose in our heart to give. That means we pray about it, God deposits an amount, and then we say, God, I believe that's you, and then we give, and there's excitement with that because that's over and above your tithe, and them tell you that's where the blessings really flow in your life. When we're doing this make room project where we're raising money to build a, a, a gym and and uh, uh, we're expanding the sanctuary here. My wife and I, we made a commitment at the beginning of the year. And I remember God put an amount in, in my, my heart. And I said, I, I don't have that much. I don't, not that much is coming in. I don't know where it's going to come from. And it was, it was almost equal to our yearly tithe. And so we wrote it down said, okay, God, whatever. I'm just going to step out on a limb here. And I remember saying to God, God, I've got one third of that money. I know where one third is coming from. I have no idea. Not even through tight budgeting. Huh? Not even through scrimping and saving could I get the other part. Where is it going to come from? I have no idea. Do you know that was in January? Do you know that... God has supernaturally provided all of it. All of it has come in into our lives. We don't know. We didn't see it coming. We just, we just believe God and God supernaturally provided us because that's the kind of God that he is. When you purpose in your heart to give, God says, now that you've reached out in faith, we made another deposit into Bank B. And Let me tell you, God's going to just take care of us. In fact, we're going to go back and give more. Because I was just going to, I thought, well, I'm the pastor. I'll just extend it six more months since I don't have the money. to say, hey, we're going another six months here because I don't have the money yet. But God's blessed us. God has blessed us. That's what happens when you give offerings. But when you give an offering, that's what you decide, you purpose, and your heart to give. And in this verse, 2 Corinthians 9, 7, because people have used this verse to argue against tithing, he's not talking about tithing. And here's how I know, because it says right there, You purpose in your heart to give. You decide. You decide. And so we have to we have to understand that the mentality is, is that for offerings it's a decision I make, but for tithing, watch this, tithing is an act of obedience that God sets. God sets that amount. Amen. I wanna give you this example today. I've asked Pastor Vincent Pastor Vincent, um, uh, I'm going to ask you to come up and just stand here with me. So he has no idea what I'm going to say to you, do you? No idea, right? (laughs) Now, First of all, Pastor Vincent is a Vietnam vet. Can we thank him for his service to our country? So grateful. And he actually works with Vietnam vets who are dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder. And Pastor Vincent works with Samaritan's Purse and crisis relief and... And so I want to ask you today to give me something. Would you give me your wallet? Do you have it with you or does Mary have it? Okay, all uh, right, you have, man, this, what in the world do you have in here? How do you sit on this thing? Goodness, where's my wallet? My wallet's like this thin. Man, so, you know, when somebody, somebody asks you for your wallet, it can be a little nerve-wracking. Now, do I have permission to just go in here and just, I could go in? It's zipped up, right? All right. See, here's what tithing is. Tithing is handing God control. It's saying, God, here it is. Here's my wallet. Here's my checkbook. Here's my purse. Here's my debit card, not credit. Here's my debit card. God doesn't run up debt. Here's my debit card. Here's all the cash in the bank. Here's my retirement stocks. God, everything that I have is yours. And here it is. Now, I brought... Thank you, Pastor Vincent. Thank you so much. See, that wasn't that hard. I brought Pastor Vincent up because I know that they have spent years tithing. They're faithful tithers. And I know they're actually... Completely and totally out of debt. They don't owe anybody, anything, any debt anywhere. Everything they own is paid off. Amen. And they have been faithful, consistent for probably decades and decades, tithing on a consistent basis. They have a nest egg. They have a home that's paid off. They have have all of that. But I can tell you, and they'll tell you today, that their treasure is in heaven listen, there's nothing wrong with having those accounts. We should have those accounts. They're good accounts to have. But our safety, come on now, our safe place is in heaven. So that regardless of what comes our way, God, we put our trust in you. We put our trust in you. You know, I had a, I had a pastor friend that admitted to this years ago, and he was kind of embarrassed for for, for admitting, admitting about it. But he said this, that he taught his people for years about tithing, but he didn't tithe himself. And the reason is, is because he said, well, God, I really give you anything, everything because I'm in ministry. I volunteer. I serve. I work at the church. I'm not really paid as much as I should be, so he didn't tithe. And years later, he got convicted. And he said, how can I teach people about giving and not give myself? And the Holy Spirit just pressed upon him. Volunteering's great, right? And doing all that is necessary. And we need volunteers, we need all that. But this area right here is where you create a safety net for your finances, for your life. And it defies logic that you would give money away and still be safe. And then you give more away and be even safer. And then you keep giving and you just find that God just every week that you go by your finances, God just keeps blessing you. He keeps blessing you. I talked to somebody before service and I said, here, this is what I'm gonna teach you about today. And they said, you know what? We learned that principle years ago, years ago. And so when I have a bad week, When a job falls through or something that I was counting on doesn't work out the way I was counting on, I don't even worry about it because guess what? God's going to take care of me. I just know it. I know it. We've been tithing and tithing. And my wife and I, we've been tithing. And we've taught our kids how to tithe and be generous. And listen, that's just something that we want to keep on doing and keep on doing. And here's why tithing is so important. Because when you tithe, you give God control. I was listening to a a message by a man I highly respect. It was on the internet. I've never met him. But I highly respect him. He's got some great teachings. I I often tell people to listen to his teachings. And he was teaching on giving. He was teaching on finances. And it was a great message. And then he got to the end and he said this. Well, if you don't want to give God 10%, start with five. And I went he just undid 45 minutes of teaching in one sentence because what he did is he just told people you can still have control over your finances because the minute you change that percentage by even one percentage point you have taken over control of your finances you've taken your wallet back from God here's what we lose when we tithe, huh? We lose control, control over three things. Let me give you these three things. We lose control over when to give. We give God the first. That's what we do. Every time we get a check, it's easy to give the leftovers. But how many you know when we try to give the leftovers... Come on now, and we give the mortgage uh, payment first, and we give FPL first, and we give everybody first, and we give the restaurants first. How many of you know there's not always what's left over that should be? So we say, God, you give it first. We lose control over that. God says a tithe is first. Then we lose control over not just when, we lose control over where? It goes to the church. And you say, well, I want to give to this. Well, that's you. That's what you want. But what God's want, God wants is for you to give to the storehouse. That's what the Bible teaches, where you're fed. And so we give to the church. But here's the big one. You ready? How much? Oh, that's the one right there. That's the one. And as soon as, if we negotiate that down and we say, God, this month, you know, it's kind of tight. I've got a few extra bills. Huh? It's not going to be quite 10%. It's going to be... It's going to be 3%. When I was listening to that sermon, I thought, oh, no, what did he do? He told people you could give five. Well, why not three? Why not two? The minute I have control, how many of you know I'm usually going to round down? I've heard people say, well, I don't believe in tithing. I just believe in being generous. Come on, man. That's not true. You're probably not generous at all. Because if you can't start with a tithe, there's a heart issue there. Yeah, yeah. And what happens with tithing is we say, God, you have control. I give it to you. You have control over when. You have control over where. But here's the thing. You have control over how much I give. And I can't just throw a 20 in the plate. Come on now. If, if my tithe is more than that. I say, God, you are in charge of my finances, and here's what happens to me, Church of Mass Pastor Mark to come. When I'm faithful in this area, I'm creating a safety net in my.